So I didn't even realize that uh, today's there's a couple of things going on. Mm-hmm. 407 day wow. is apparently a thing that I had no idea until today. I, th- I may be talking out my ass right now, but I'm pretty sure it's the first year they've officially done it. Okay. That would make more sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've 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 lived in this place a little while. It's been a while. A couple, couple, couple of days. And nobody's, no one's, every April rolls around. I don't see anybody talking about 407 day, but yeah. <clears throat> could be wrong. And not only is it uh, 407 day for you locals here, but it's also National Beer Day. So, round of applause for that. They've done 407 day before, okay. but they're doing extra big this year because obviously small business needs it after COVID. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I can dig it. I'm not complaining. I just was taken aback by how many posts I saw about it, how many people I saw talking about it, as if it was a thing that we do all the time. Right, right. That, that I was just like, am I am I that out of the loop? <laughs> yeah. That that's a thing that we do? Same. So 407 Day, and it's a celebration of all the local small businesses here, which is really dope because there is a lot of small businesses here mm-hmm. that could use your help if you are from the Orlando area. Yep. Central Florida area. There's a ton of breweries, a ton of just bars. There's a ton of... Just bars. Just bars. Not breweries, just bars. Not restaurants. No. Not diners. (laughs) Just bars. Just bars. Oh, oh, speaking of of new local businesses, I went to Salty. Have you ever been to Salty? That's what that that picture of the donut was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have you been there? I have been. Just last week I went. Really? That uh, what'd you get? I got the guava and cheese. A good choice. A yeah. good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I could I honestly, dude, I, I maybe I was just not in the mood because mm. it was like a spontaneous thing that I had done. Yeah. I couldn't finish it. It was <laughs> it was a lot of donut. Which is I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's, that's a good it's, thing, yeah. It's worth the money. Yeah. But I got yeah, I got cold brew and a and a donut, and I was just sitting there. A like, wise choice. <laughs> this is this is taking me down. Yeah. It's taking me down. Yeah. So if you're out here, Salty is a really cool place. They've got a lot of good donut choices. A little limited. It's just donuts and coffee. Yeah. As far as I know, I didn't see anything else on the menu because oh. I was actually going to get something more savory mm-hmm. and saw only donuts, and I was like, well, well you're gonna. This has cheese in it, I guess. <laughs> That's lunch. If you're going to twist my arm, I guess I'll get a pastry <laughs> instead of getting a croissant. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that would be any better. Right. Let's switch out uh, cream for butter. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. So, support your local businesses. Even if you're not from around here, even if you're, li- even if you're listening from fucking Alaska, support your local businesses because mm-hmm. God knows that we all need it. All those businesses need it. And if we're going to get everything back on track, everybody wants the world to return that return return to normal Mm -hmm. if you want it to return to normal then you have to start uh patronizing not patronizing yeah patronizing patronizing yeah i feel like i know that you can also use that yeah in a negative way i feel like that's the only way that anyway patronizing those small businesses being a patron of that's the way that we're going to get everything back on track and you and i are going to get things back on track because we're vaccinated, my man. Give it to me. Mm. Uh, you got them right, baby. Mm. Got that vaccine. 5G. Ooh. Feels it's good. So good. Mm. So, 
We're going to talk about that and yep. much more. But before we get into that, we got to get into this right here. So, Adam, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. What we got for you today is the Baron Toter. Baron Toter. So there's an extensive cold read in the back. Unfortunately, it is in German. Dus in German. So, therefore, I will be reading the notes from BeerAdvocate.com. Shout out to Beer Advocate. <clears throat> Inspired by an historic Marzen Goza. Stronger and darker than a standard Goza. Mm. Baron Toter is, in fact, a newly... Wait... In fact, an entirely new <laughs> creation. I was I was copy editing uh -huh. with him. Gotcha. Uh, this harmoniously complex brew is produced using an opulent decoction mash malt mixture, with additions of coriander, salt, orange peel, Ooh. and a touch of cinnamon. Ooh. The world's premier sour bock undergoes a lactic acid fer fermentation, okay, lending an elegant sourness to its salty malt body. Mm. And layers of fruity and spicy aromatics. Baron Toter, Baron me, which Toter. means bear slayer, was the name of a rifle owned by a 19th century fictional German gunman of the Wild West, Old Shatterhand. <laughs> <laughs> Old Shatterhand. And it says, no, really, we suggest a cool name with umlauts, and there it was. That's fucking awesome. Old Shatterhand. Old Shatterhand. Dope. Is that it? He had the Baron Toter. Yes, that is all. Right on. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I hope I get those touches of cinnamon. Mm -hmm. Multi-body. That guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez, and What's my up? name is Marco Dupa, and this is the One Baron Podcast. Are you not ready? Are you not ready? You always have to be on your toes. same shit like yes. he just same, same formula name. yeah yeah which is cool i mean you know he the entire idea the whole format of the thing was his baby mm -hmm. and but i just wonder how does that work with all gas how, how do they how do they see that and not go i mean this is intellectual property that you don't own anymore it's probably in the contract that they sold their product uh, maybe maybe the name I don't know. Hmm. Well, uh, this is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. This is episode 306. Clank it up. Ooh. Are you ready? You're already ready. You're mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. Oof. 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 I'll be honest with you, I'm not mad at it. No, it's interesting. I'm not mad at it. I wonder... I'm not going to say it. I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> Stupid thing to Always say. Always good for a podcast. <laughs> so, yes. Thanks again for joining us this week, as you do every week. When you do every week. Uh, we are 
two vaccinated gentlemen, sir. Yep. And two vax, no breaks. Two, <laughs> all vax, no breaks. Uh-huh. And um, it it feels like because we talked about it a little bit a little while ago, like how long ago we did the kind of preliminary uh, COVID episodes. Yeah. Thinking, yep. you know, it'll just be this thing. It lasts a couple months. And then it'll be, it's just going to be more fodder for the show. Right. More stuff to talk about. This will be fun. Yeah. And uh, thinking about when we did the first, when we, when we acknowledged the pandemic for the first time, it wasn't a pandemic yet. Not at least here. Not Mm -hmm. yet. And how we weren't nonchalant. I mean, we were taking it seriously, but it was like this kind of um, like, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll, it was it was tracking a hurricane. Yes, yes. Know, like seeing it slowly coming. Like, you know, it still could. You see all the other bands that could <laughs> right. go that way. Right. They always say that it goes up north and then it kind of right. gives a, a little hook. And, you know, we might, it might miss us completely. Yeah. We might not even hit us. And then it's just like, dude, I, I think about like, um, um, uh, 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 what's, what's the, what's the, um, Fincher movie, the Fincher, Fincher zombie movie. David Fincher? Yeah. Didn't he do, he did, um. Zombie movie. Yeah, he did. Uh, or maybe I got the, I, no, 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 it's not Fincher. Sorry. I have the, uh, I have the directors mixed up. Uh, fuck me. 40, <laughs> f- four. 28 days later ah okay danny boyle danny boyle yeah i don't know why i mixed them up but uh i think about 28 weeks later Uh uh-huh because they kind of felt like they had it contained that's fine don't worry (laughs) everything's great everything's going back to normal and then one dude gets in and it just another movie about a a pandemic yeah but 20 i mean 28 28 days and 28 weeks are fucking awesome they're great movies yeah so good but Two movies that I would say have a jump scare to uh, non-jump ratio too high for my normal enjoyment. Mm. I'll go back and watch them every once in a while, but it takes a lot for me to be like, I'm ready now. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Hit my nerves. No, that's that's a good point because that was that was in the era of every horror movie had to have... It didn't matter what the subject matter was, how no. seriously you were taking it, how avant-garde you were trying to make it. Yeah, no. It had to have some jump Just scares. really quiet moments into the level 10 loudest moment yeah. you can possibly think of. It's such a cheap device. Yeah. It works every time. Mm-hmm. And I now... When a movie does it, I get less scared and more angry. Yeah. It happens, and I'm just like, God <laughs> damn, it. damn it, you got me again. Uh-huh. Wasn't even worth it. Well, Was it worth it? Especially when you know it's going to happen. It's like, I know it's going to happen. Yes. I know it. Yeah. It's the same thing in video games. Like, I know I'm going to turn around, and there's going to be a thing there, and it's going to scream in my face. Mm-hmm. I know it. I, I like I like when movies do, like, a misdirection where, like, a you can tell the way that the the way that they're um, – um, Framing, framing it, yeah, blocking, uh, blocking, yes, mm-hmm. and they kind of do one of these moves where they they'll look, yeah. and you know that once they look back, the camera kind of pans a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know they're gonna look back, and a thing is gonna be there, yep. and that's the jump scare. But then what they do is they look and they go, oh, there's oh. nothing there, and you go, oh, okay, bam, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not fucking slick, uh-huh. filmmakers, you're not slick, yeah. 
You got to get more creative with your jump scares mm-hmm. if you feel them necessary in 2021. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully, <laughs> something like that hopefully doesn't happen. No more jump scares in uh, 2021. Yeah. Uh, because the minute that you start talking about being vaccinated and looking at the end of this thing, you've got uh, you've got that person that's coming around the corner and they're going, "What about the variants? Yeah. What yeah. about the variants?" Yep. And and you just you just want to like fucking push them into a locker. Is that Larry like, David? Shut up. <laughs> what about the variants? That turns into Jerry. No. What about what the about variants? variants? What's the deal with variants? <clears throat> so apparently, it's not looking great in Brazil. Well, that's not good. <laughs> we're kind of close to Brazil, bud. Yeah, we're not. We're not far. Uh, we have a lot of Brazilian tourists too. Yep. So, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I just want to put put blinders on. Yep, yep. No, I mean, if it becomes a thing that needs to be talked about, we'll obviously Certainly talk, we'll about, talk it. about it. Yeah. But right now, I just I just want to I just want to revel in this positivity a little bit because mm-hmm. everybody's getting them. Everybody who wants them can get them. We're at a point now where it, older than 16, mm-hmm. you can just go and get one. Yep. So. Uh, this is this is a, this a time to rejoice. Yeah. There is there is actual hope. There is actual like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. if you will. I don't want to sound too optimistic. I guess we but, can dare to hope now, at least. Yeah, and I also don't want to make it seem like I know that it's it's obviously been hard for millions of people. I don't want to make it seem like. Um, I've I personally have been dying, you know, life has for at least the past literally or figuratively. Yeah, (laughs) right. Life life is not returned to normal, but it's become I swear to God, if you say a new normal, I'm going to strangle you. (laughs) I wasn't going to say I I really wasn't going to say a new normal. I was going to say relatively normal. We've returned to a new normal. (laughs) I don't want this. I don't want there to be a new normal. Yeah, I just I want to go back to where we were. I don't want to adjust and and say like, well, this is now life. Yeah, well, that's natural. We kind of touched on that last episode, I think, when we were talking about, um, you know, people being afraid of there being a alternative normal (laughs) in which people are wearing masks around just generally and, you know, are using... um, antibacterial a lot more often than average yeah uh, or that than they used to then then people are used to seeing and that being like i don't know some kind of downfall of of society or something like right as if as if that's some sort of negative thing to do to be right. like cleaner to yeah. be to be conscious about washing your hands yeah. more often yeah so um yeah, I don't want to. Uh, whether it's a new normal, an alternative normal, or we go back to where we were, whatever. Yeah. I mean, let's just say that right now it feels like there is some kind of action. Let's just let's just yeah. say that that for a long time it felt like we were just sitting around waiting yeah. and going, "What do we do now?" I've been in the house for months, and I've been doing what you're asking me to do. I don't leave unless it's an emergency. I have a mask on every time I leave the fucking... I'm doing everything that you're asking me to do. Yeah. When 
Is it over? Yeah. There's uh it feels like the pendulum is at the apex of one direction. It's about to start swinging back. Right. You know? Right. So that's good. That's good. Um, like I said at the top, you and I both got our vaxies. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it differently. So let's just kind of let the people know how we are feeling. Um, because I think it's important. I think it's, it's important that people understand that, you know, if you're afraid to get them or if you're reading a lot of misinformation or if you just want personal anecdotal evidence, <laughs> yeah, you can get it here. We're here. So you want to? Sure. I got mine at a, uh, actually a FEMA site. So if you're not aware, it can be a bit intimidating if you don't know what you're getting into which by the way kind of underscores the 28 weeks later vibe yes oh exactly it it felt like (laughs) i i couldn't help myself i felt like i was walking into like a halloween horror nights house i'm like (laughs) it's it's the beginning of the zombie outbreak or something yeah because i'm a dork um but yeah i mean it's, it's a it's a little intimidating it's one of those like um one of those things you don't ever think you're going to see in your life. Mm. You know, you see it in the news and stuff and uh, in movies, obviously. But seeing FEMA tents set up and the military there helping and, yeah. you know. Like dudes in fatigues yeah, and shit dudes just kind of standing and, around with yeah, fucking masks on and, yeah. you know, like it and clipboards <laughs> and stuff. And you're like, this feels weird. Like, yeah. this feels fake. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that being said, it was super efficient. Uh, super fast. Everyone was really, really nice. Um, and after my second one, uh, a, a guy in the uh, Army Airborne uh, had this little uh, IG poster to, to <laughs> hold up in front of my face so I could have a <coughs> selfie. Let me let me write this down. I want to. I'm going to include this. <laughs> it was a good time. I will go as far as to say it was a good time. Everyone was super pleasant. Everyone was super nice. Um, you know, obviously, uh, all the respect in the world to the military men and women out there who are uh, lending a hand in all this. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about it. Um, so I got it. I, uh, same situation, basically, with my first and second shot. Um, no real side effects other than the next day I felt a little more tired than usual. And, obviously, my arm was hurting because that's what happens when you get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I mean... I uh, I don't know. I I didn't have like the massive flu-like symptoms that some people are talking about. Mm-hmm. I should say I got the Pfizer shots. So mm-hmm. I I've heard some people saying that the Johnson and Johnson apparently can have some pretty uh, brutal second day uh, side effects. I guess we're gonna find out because that's what I got. Oh boy. <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> now nah, you'll be fine. I, again, this is anecdotal evidence. So some people just saying they felt a bit flu-like the next day. Yeah. Well, but. that's. I mean, and that's the thing. Everybody's experience is going to be different. And if you're listening to somebody going, "Yeah, man, I, it made me feel like shit." It's like, all right, but here's the thing. Here's what you have to keep in mind. They got the shot, though. Yeah. Right. They got the vaccine, so. They're going to be protected for from don't don't let somebody telling you like, yeah, it fucking sucks that that would be like if if you went to the dentist and you were like and they told you you needed to get uh, a root canal or something mm-hmm. 
and somebody says that yeah, feeling hurt it sucks <laughs> and then you go oh oh it hurt you i'm just not gonna do it yeah. okay you're just gonna let your teeth rot out of your mouth right, because right, right. one person told you or even a couple people i mean don't let that be the thing that deters you because of of some scary story that yeah. your coworker tells you because they're or, trying to fucking, you know. Yeah, and here's the deal. The worst of the normal symptoms still aren't as bad as getting COVID. Right. So if you're kind of weighing, the, balancing uh, the pros and cons here, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. You get a mouthful of COVID. It's fine. I got the Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that JJ shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, my, oops. We're good. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I saw it on social media because we're, we're, like I said, we got, we're at a point now where we're basically trying to get the shot into as many people, um, as that wants it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I saw this thing where I guess some, um, let me get that out the way. Uh, I, I I don't want to I don't want to disrespect this person by calling them something under the uh, under under what they earned, but I think they're a nurse practitioner okay. who owns their own practice. Hmm. Okay. Or I shouldn't say nurse practitioner. I guess I should say physician's assistant, or maybe they're a doctor. I'm actually not sure. If you have your own practice, I've only heard of doctors having practices. I think a physician's assistant can have their own. Uh, practice if okay. I'm not mistaken uh, internet please correct us mm-hmm. if at all possible but I think that you can have your own practice if you're a physician's assistant I'm not sure either way that's what this person has it's called boutique medical center hmm. and uh, they got their hands on some vaccines sounds so winter park seriously right oh my god right yeah that they're just like yeah we we <laughs> a box fell off a truck and we're just gonna well even to be called being called boutique oh dude well <laughs> i mean her practice apparently is like um what she mostly does is like cosmetic stuff mm-hmm. botox and all that shit yeah and uh i guess she somehow her name was on some list that they were like well give it to give it to boutique she put it in her face so excuse me that's how they do i don't know if anybody knows but the way that you do the uh, Johnson Johnson shot is not like, it's not in the arm. It's like Botox. It's in the face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the. Uh, the no, I shoe. just. <laughs> um, yeah, the only they, problem they rub oil on your arm. It's it was weird. really really weird. It, yeah. Um, they they say that you just have your body just has to absorb. Mm-hmm. baby oil yeah. i don't know i don't know strange um she's a doctor so i trust her. i trusted her or maybe implicitly. she's a physician's assistant <laughs> who knows or maybe she's just an lpn i'm not sure <laughs> uh so the only issue was it, it was kind of broadcast on social media and so i don't know why every time i see something on social media i think i'm the only person who saw it <laughs> I, I i do this all the time uh-huh. i see something and i'm like oh i'll check that out that'll be dope and i go and i'm like why are there so many why are you people all here, here? How did you hear about this? How did possibly? you hear about this? I thought I had the only channel. So I get there, can't find parking uh, for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm driving around the parking lot and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the fucking Oviedo Medical Center or something, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to deal with this shit. I'm going to set up an appointment. We and- had literally opposite experiences. 
Yeah. I went to a FEMA tent and you went to a boutique. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's very interesting. Some would say I'm better than you. Maybe. I mean, you got like, you got, they pulled yours out of like an emergency pack. <laughs> yeah. Where like, like gosh and shit came out. Yeah. yeah. And they're just and and you can just hear like missile silos going off, and they just fucking for some reason there's a there's a chopper overhead, <laughs> and he pulls the thing off with his teeth. They always do it, no matter what. Even if they have a hand free, they take it out with their mouth, and they just fucking jabbed you. He jabbed it in my heart, <laughs> like, like an Live! adrenaline shot. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I wait in line for whatever. I was like four hours. It. it wow. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was like a fucking sneaker drop. Mine took a half hour. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I know a lot of people are going to hear that and be like, you fucking doofus. Like, just <laughs> why didn't you set up an appointment somewhere? Well, I was in line. I mean, my thought process was I'm already here. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to do today. Yeah. I could leave, but then I'll have to get one of the shots that is a two dose. This is the one sure. dose. Yeah. I would prefer to just get this over with. Mm-hmm. So that I was sense. like, you know, what am I going to do? And it was right across the street from 1010. So, I mean, after like hour three, I was just eyeballing that place. <laughs> I was like, dude, I as soon as this is over Do with. Do you deliver? Oh, man. So, so yeah. And then, and then you know, you, you, you wait in the line. You're talking to people. And, and I, I met a couple of people. And they were super nice. And um, you get the shot. And she tried to sell me on, you know. Botox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she looked at my face and was like, definitely. Yeah. But I think she dev- she was like, I mean, if you need medical care, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thing was an advertisement for her sure, sure, practice. Of course, of course. How lucky, though, right, of her, for her uh, in particular, yep. to get her hands on this many shots. She's got her hands on like a thousand doses. It's crazy. And all of those people, <clears throat> excuse me, all of those people now are going to at least... I mean, if you get even a quarter of the people that are going to show up for mm-hmm. the shot and you and you pull them into your client base, it was worth it. Yeah, for sure. And not to get too much in the weeds in this, but how was the process of it? Like you get the shot uh, for mine. I had to sit down for 15 minutes and they observe you. <clears> and then you go. I'll tell you this. The one issue I did have with it was the fact that it was just her. Wow. That's why it took so long. Okay. It was just that her. makes sense because at the FEMA one, it was like literally dozens of nurses. I know, and and when they came out and they were like, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna take a while, you know, we understand that you guys are waiting and blah blah blah, but it's it's just it's just so and so in there, and and I was just like, what? It's one person administering the shot to everybody. That's wild. The more that I recount this story, the more the sketchier it sounds. <laughs> And I'm like, did I even get honestly, it was dude? Saline. <clears throat> when I got home, the more I thought about it, I was like, maybe I was part of like a double blind, and yeah. like I got the placebo, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like open mouth kissing people at the bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like COVID free. Ah. Uh, I don't feel so good because I'll tell you this. Uh, to go back to the um, what people were saying about the Johnson Johnson shot, I mean, I do feel uh, definitely earlier today. I felt not really fatigued, but I felt more tired than I should have given the amount mm. of sleep and the amount of shit that I didn't yeah. do, which was, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of sitting on the couch and I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm tired. And I'm like, is this the is shot this the shot? Yeah. 
I yeah. can't, you know, it's hard to tell. It's hard to it, tell. It, it really is. I mean, especially for me because I have generalized anxiety. So, of course, like being <laughs> in that environment for even a half hour, like I'm sure it was pretty high. Yeah. My anxiety. And as soon as I got out, like I felt relieved, but then I felt like a crash instantly. Well, <clears throat> when you're in situations where you're white knuckling and you don't know. Yeah. And then you yeah, get yeah. out and it feels like you kind of. Oh. Literally open your hands. Right. Oh, my jaw can open. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll say, you know, as far as the, 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 the side effects are concerned, right now, I mean, it's day two. Yeah, it was yesterday. What's mm. today? Wednesday? Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. What day is today? Obviously. <clears throat> it's 407 day, Mark. It's 407 day, dog. So, yeah, I uh, I feel okay so far. So that's that's my experience so far. Good. Not too bad, you know. Not I'm not not one of those people that's afraid of needles or anything. So yeah, it wasn't yeah, really it's totally fine for me. It, it took about a full day for my arm to stop hurting. Yeah, yeah, my arm but, still kind of hurts. Yeah, but. but other than that, I mean, perfectly fine. I showed my mom where she where she did it, and she was like, "It's a little high." Like, <laughs> <laughs> she you know, kind of up there, and then I was looking at like other. I was online looking at other people's band-aids like where they were uh -huh. located and i was like okay it's normal because <laughs> the more like i said the more and more i thought about it, i was like this is kind of sketchy mm. and if it turns out later <laughs> that there's like some class action lawsuit oh, and uh we injected you with asbestos <laughs> weird yeah so i mean there you go guys if you're thinking about getting it do it do it do it there's there's literally no reason not to at this point yeah. If you're a reason, reasonably minded person, don't 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 buy into the the conspiracy no. theories. And, and if and you really feel the need to, obviously look up side effects, look up how it's affected people, look at the you know um, the the rates of effectiveness, and and do your homework. But just understand that I think at this point, millions of people have gotten the vaccine, yeah. and you know it's helping. It's generally <coughs> helping a ton. So. When if you're one of these people who's like, I want the world to go back to normal, it's like, well, do your part. Right. You can help. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's there's a, uh, an unfortunate group of people who want that without having to do anything to well, get that to happen. I mean, that's been the whole that's been the problem this whole the time. Entire time. Yeah. Is there's that's that that minority group of people who don't want to do anything. And want to bury their heads in the sand and pretend like nothing's going on, or yeah. or worse, uh, pretend as if this was some kind of government conspiracy, and that everything that you can do to help is only contributing to the conspiracy. Right. And that's that's part of the reason why we are where we are. Yep. So, uh, but it's like anything else. I mean, there's millions of people who don't get the flu vaccine. Sure. There's millions of people who now don't vaccinate their children uh, because of Jenny McCarthy and some scientists, leading scientists, <laughs> Jenny McCarthy, McCarthy. And, and some bozo doctor who uh, has been um, had his medical license stripped. And also um, the 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 dissertation or whatever that he wrote has been debunked a hundred thousand times. Yeah, but those doctors are getting paid off. Yeah, yeah, obviously. right, right, obviously, obviously. QAnon, baby. <clears throat> 3D chess. So don't let those people ruin what is going to be a, a white boy summer. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I don't know how I feel about White Boy Summer, <laughs> dude. I hate it. I hate it. I hate every second of it. <sighs> I can't. I'm I can't. so. I'm so. People. People just want to give dudes like that. They just want to give them a pass all the time, and I just don't understand why. So many people just want to like laugh and 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 let yeah, no. people like Chet Hanks. Your your thrive. tweet of, your tweet about him was spot on. Where it's like I don't understand how people ever found this amusing. <laughs> it was never funny. It was never not for a second. It's just not not no. It's not. Ter- it's not. Man, I just I can't Ugh. I can't stand it. I see shit like that, and I'm just like it's not amusing at all. And then when you see people going, oh, yeah, he uh, was abusive with his girlfriend and he uses the N word and he's kind of all around not a cool dude. It's like, well, yeah, duh. But he had a pass. (laughs) What did you need to see in these videos that that didn't that wasn't obvious? It's inherently problematic. Yes. The entire shtick that he's doing is inherently problematic. Right. So then for you to hear some other shit and be like, be the Pikachu meme, it's like, bro, <laughs> white dude, terrible patois, mm-hmm. uh, what what need, What do you need? I mean, just imagine if he was doing any other kind of ethnic accent, you know? <clears throat> just imagine. That's a good point you bring up because nobody ever does that. Nobody ever looks at it like, for some reason... That is so ubiquitous. It's you've seen it so many. You've seen it a thousand times in movies, yeah. and you've seen uh, it it being parodied, 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 parodied so many times mm-hmm. that it's it's become okay somehow. Right. But if he was walking around like doing some like bad Japanese accent, people would be going, <laughs> "What the fuck right. are you doing?" Yeah. Especially now, doing an apu. Yeah. Do it like like if 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 uh, I just love the culture, man. <laughs> what can I say? I just I, w- I went to India once and they treated me right. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. So I don't know why society is so accepting of of white dudes doing shit like that. I don't know. I'll never get it. I'll never get it. I don't know why white they just. I don't know why we let white people do shit like that at all, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you, I like. Like I think I, they let themselves, Marco. I don't think we're letting them yeah, do anything. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. No, dude, no, no, no. It's 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 us. We do we contribute to this problem. Oh, yeah. Because I've seen we culturally, not we <laughs> specifically. Not you and I. <laughs> right. But right. the culture. I wanna for be sure. I wanna be uh as clear as possible. We do not condone no. Chet Hanks. No, but as it's, individuals. It I just I know like there's there's some people who are just so like like um like if a white chick is pretty enough black people will let them walk around with like dreads in their hair even mm. though you know that it's not part of your natural hair that it just doesn't work that you're yeah you're basically putting or, on or put on a fake accent yeah to sound more urban yeah <laughs> i used air quotes for people who aren't watching and it's shit like that that i'm like you know we definitely need to uh snuff out shit like that when we see it yeah like we can't let shit like that thrive because it's funny on the on the timeline because this is what happens every time is a couple months down the road you find out some shit and you're like oh that person wasn't great and it's like no dude they weren't great from the jump and you just and we let this happen because it was funny you know what it is in my opinion is that there 
there's a level of uh uh com- comfortability 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 i had that one ready to rock within the culture you know <clears throat> mm-hmm. if you feel like you've gotten a pass you really love this culture even if you're not a part of it but you you take it to the point where you try to parody it or parrot it and um try to try to almost make it your own but it's not I feel like there's an inherent risk of you overstepping yeah into something that you don't deserve to have <clears throat> yeah you know it's very easy for you to uh cross the line yeah. when you're so up against something that you shouldn't be like it's a tightrope that you're walking right and it's very easy for you to fall off when you shouldn't be on that tightrope in the first place. And the more weight you put on each side is how many times you fucking push the yep. limit of it's how many how many videos Chet Hanks is going to release that people are going to like laugh off before his balancing beam tips to one side. And you're like mm, too much. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I think I think about like bad Barbie or baby or whatever her fucking name is bad baby the the girl baby, from uh, yeah. the the catch me outside chick right where it's like she blew up because she went viral because everyone thought it was funny and then that turned into like a multi-million dollar deal right. and now she's a millionaire and i don't you know i'm gonna take money out of her pocket that's i don't care but it's the fact that now she's got a fan base and uh, for for literally being a problematic person, the reason <laughs> right. that she went viral right. is because everyone was going, "Look at this bitch!" Yeah, and she was only like what fourteen She's or like fifteen 14 at the time. Old. Yeah, super young, and it was. I mean, it, the whole thing was fucked. Yeah. You know, and and Doctor Phil, fuck Doctor Phil. He's he's <laughs> as much a problem as anybody else. <laughs> the, the the negative shout out. Yeah, Doctor Phil. Oh, fuck Doctor <laughs> Phil. <laughs> fuck uh, Doctor Phil. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's it's shit like that that you know a year later you're like why is this person still thriving why are they still yeah. on my timeline why are people still talking about this it's like because at, when we had a when we had a chance to snuff this shit out everyone just laughed and retweeted yeah. and or to take it seriously because this child was obviously in a bad situation yes and even her for her credit or to her credit She's coming out and talking about how, you know, the the show is a farce yeah. and the rehab thing is bullshit and they they just they exploit these girls for views. And again, she was what, 14, 15 at yeah. the time. It's like you know, I know who I know the kind of person that I was at 15 and I know that that some people can't be told nothing at 15. Yeah. So, I don't even like mo- I don't blame her mostly. She's an adult now, I think. Barely. She just I, I saw like this 18. Yeah, she turned 18. I saw this on uh, uh, oh, the only fans thing. The only fans came out and like she was funded like crazy amounts. Hey, instantaneously. Hey, ew, you're gross. Ew, you're disgusting. The fuck is wrong you're with perverse. These people, dog? Oh, my God. Ew. Ew. <laughs> She's 15. We met her when she was 15. We met her. We met her. <laughs> we collectively met her <laughs> when she was 15 years old. And there are people out there who was like, yo. Slobbering. When she turns 18, I'm buying all of the feet pics. You kidding me? What is, what is wrong with you guys, man? 
What the fuck? Ew. Yeah. I mean, good for her making money, but she's making money off of absolute yeah, and, disgusting and, hey. human beings. Yeah, she's she's 18. She's, do what she's she a, wants. Cons- a consenting adult. Uh, do whatever you want. And like you said, she's going to make a, a boatload of money off of these fucking yeah. perverts. But come on, Ugh. dog. Come on. Do come better. On. Do better. Be best. <sighs> anyway. So <clears throat> I don't even know how we got on Chet Hanks. Oh, White Boy Summer. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Even that shit, the minute that that shit went viral, people should have been like, fuck no. Nope. No. Nope. Absolutely not. There's nothing funny about this. There's nothing entertaining about this shit. Fuck no. Let's just be honest. Chet Hanks with a name like that. His name's Chester, apparently. He. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't need that information. He should have been a country singer. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. Apparently, he is a rapper. Like he, I, say no more. <laughs> I don't don't want to go down that road. <clears throat> All I'm saying is, we had an opportunity to shut this shit down, and we didn't. The pandemic, you mean? Yes. Of Chet Hanks. The pandemic of Chet Hanks. Yeah. We had an opportunity. Title. And and <laughs> is that what is that what this episode? I think it's going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> we had an opportunity and we didn't do it, and now. This is what happens when you let monsters grow underneath the bed. Yeah. You know, when they're in your closet, you know how you defeat a monster in the closet. You get up, you open the closet doors, you blast that fucking door open. Uh You murder your sister in the other room. Ain't that America? (laughs) No, you face it and you go, no, not today. Mm -mm. We're not doing this. I got to get up in the morning. Right. But wait for the weekend. And now. Here we are. Yep. So on more on on, on an even <laughs> more negative note. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to do this. Keep digging. I'm going to keep we're just going to keep getting more negative. How about this? How about instead of going negative, we celebrate. Okay. Okay. So if you're if you're in the know or even if you're kind of peripherally in the know, or if you read the New York Post, those sons of bitches, yeah. you will know that uh, DMX right now is in a coma <clears throat> due to an overdose and a heart attack. A heart attack from the overdose mm-hmm. that put him in a coma. And um, it's not looking good. Let's just be honest. It's not looking good. Yeah. Uh, they say that he was, I mean, before he was in a vegetative state, he came out of that. He's breathing on his own, but... He's still not with us right now, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's it's just looking like one of those things where I mean, you hope, and if you're a praying person, you pray that it's not one of those situations. But I mean, he's relapsed. I don't know, twelve times. Yeah, I think I saw some some post, and um, yeah, it's just not looking great. Mm-hmm. It's not looking great, and. It's 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 one of those things that, you know, as fans, we, we have no idea. I mean, you you can have a person in your life who you have no idea struggling with some shit like this, right. let alone some celebrity. So we have no semblance of understanding of what he's going through, what he's been going through, the demons that he's fighting. And 
you know, if if there is some kind of cosmic pull to everything, then I want for us to put positivity into the air, into mm-hmm. the atmosphere, into the spiritual realm. If if that's a if that's a thing, I don't want to contribute to the negative because there's I mean, we can we can drone on about what he's going through, but instead mm-hmm. we talk about DMX, the rapper, okay, the personality, the MC, the man. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, we didn't talk about DMX in the rapper actor list. No, we didn't. <laughs> and uh <laughs> not to uh not to kick a man while he's down. Yeah. He was he was serviceable. Let's just say that. Okay. I'll take it. I will I will I will say even without this situation going on right now that he did his job. He was <laughs> he was convincing enough in uh-huh. his role. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to blow smoke up his ass like right. he was fucking, you know. But I will say that he was convincing. He at least I'll say he's better than Ludacris, and he's better than LL Cool J. I'll say that. Okay. For for the fact that LL Cool J has had a thriving silver screen career, yeah. DMX was a better actor, is a better actor than LL Cool J. LL Cool J, LL Cool J sucks. I'm not even going <laughs> to. He sucks. He sucks. He's not good. He plays himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's not good. <clears throat> so uh, if you if you don't know, and if you're if you're a younger fan you may not know of DMX's straight up dominance over the late night. <clears throat> I mean, he had from 98 to like 2002, 2003, just mm-hmm. a fucking stranglehold yeah. on popular culture. He was everywhere. He blew up almost immediately. You couldn't turn on any music related thing without seeing DMX. Yeah. His music was everywhere. He was headlining festivals. I mean, they did Woodstock 1999, and there's that famous clip of him rapping to what is a literal sea mm-hmm. of human beings, and they all know the song. Yep. He did what not a lot of people have been able to do. He released two albums in the same year, both of them multi-platinum, right. both of them incredible albums, his debut and his second album. And also... I mean, he had pop-friendly songs, obviously, but mm-hmm. the albums themselves were so dark. So dark. And so gritty and grimy that you have to... You look back at... Uh, like, I, I went back and revisited his first two mm-hmm. in particular and was like, how did how did this catch on? Yeah. How, how did the general population see this and go, let's let's, let's put this big time, baby? Yeah, more, more of this. Right. Not to say it's bad in any way, because I loved it, and I, I still do this day, but, like, just from a pop appeal, like, you know, somehow these things crossed over mm-hmm. without it having, like, an R&B hook, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to get, give credit where it's due. He was able to tap into something that, for, for some reason, was working at the time. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the landscape of music. Maybe the, the, uh, the like, X extreme generation yeah like that was still bubbling at the time so maybe people like the general audiences were ready for that kind of like the teenagers at the time yeah. i know my brother was a huge fan yeah. when i was growing up when he was a teenager so like maybe that was just like in the zeitgeist at the time makes sense <clears throat> because what he was doing at the time was right 
it was perfect for when he came out. Yep. I don't know if he could. I mean, I I think let's say this. I don't think he could come out around like 2007, 2008. I think he could come out right now and thrive with what with like all this emo shit. Yeah. And all this. I think like the the dark imagery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I could. I think if DMX came out right now, he would crush. And when he came out, he crushed. Yeah. Um. I. Um. I want to guess. I don't know if you can. I don't know if this is readily available, but I think his first two albums both went like five or six times platinum. Hmm. Uh, I mean, so he was. I mean, just incredibly successful, almost out the gate. You got the Rough Riders, uh, record label, mm-hmm. where you know that was my introduction to. You know, you got the Locks. Yep. You've got fucking Eve. Uh, Drag on. Dragon has one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that true? No, I swear to God. Okay. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't know if I don't know if I can play it. I probably can't play it, no, right? No. Uh just for reference, it's Dark and Hell is Hot, his debut, four times platinum. Four. Uh Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. The one in the same year, the second one, three times platinum. There you go. So, and when were they released? From May to December, he put he put out two albums, and then from December nineteen ninety eight to the next year, December twenty first nineteen ninety nine. So almost literally a year between the two mm-hmm. records, he goes five times platinum on, and then there was X. I mean, Crazy. come on, dude. Crazy. That run is. Almost unmatched. When yeah. you think about like Drake had a good run, uh, and and then he he he's kind of taking a break, and we'll see what happens with uh, what he puts out now. But I mean, streaming numbers are just so hard to to compare. Um, old school, you know, physical yeah, units. It's a, it's a different game now. It is. So it's I, I'm not going to compare. But what I will say is, I mean, think about. Think about who has had a moment like that. 50 Cent had his time. He had what I would argue is probably the, I mean, he was like a, uh, he was like a meteor hitting earth. He had probably the biggest impact, I think, maybe ever when it comes to uh, a guy, debut album, what it does, where he is. Absolute smash. Just a, just a, yeah. A, a moment in time yeah. where literally 50 cent was everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. Everyone was listening to him. Not one person was like, Oh, turn that, that bullshit off. That is what I think of as our chronic moment of our generation. Yeah. Like they say when the chronic dropped, like everything was different and everyone you go out to the mall or something and every car is playing the chronic. Yeah. It's like that. That's how it was with, uh, Live free or die hard as well. Yeah. I was gonna say, fifty-seven <laughs> percent. Live, Live free, free or, or die, die hard. hard. Uh, get rich or die trying. Yeah, no, dude. I remember viscerally walking home from school, and at least three cars passing by. This was two thousand three, so I was like thirteen. So it was like seventh or eighth grade, and multiple cars passing by, mm. and you just hear, and you're just like everyone everyone i knew 
was listening to the same record at the same time. Yeah. It's very rare. I mean, think about Eminem had his moment. Uh, Nelly had his moment. Uh, 50 had his moment. And DMX had his moment. Mm-hmm. Moment. There's only a handful of guys who, when you, or I mean, obviously before our time, but Dr. Dre had his moment. Snoop right. Dogg. A lot of people will cite Snoop Dogg as like, his debut was the biggest debut of all time in hip hop history. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I was what, three years old. So I can't, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> Vivid memories of Snoop Dogg's doggy style. As I read, I understand that it was an incredible moment yeah. in history. But, so I'm not going to argue against that, but yeah. I would just will say personally, right. It was probably 50 cent. And, and I remember viscerally, uh, DMX's moment. Of just not being able, it's just like it felt like he kept putting stuff out, and nothing was bad. It was all yeah. good. And I remember, I remember growing up to hearing it secondhand through my brother and my cousin, and and basically every every one of their friends, everybody of that sort of same generation and time period, mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit older than me. And, and I remember like listening to it and being like, "This sounds." Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds really angry. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, like that kind of of ferocity is something I'll always remember hearing for the first time with him mm-hmm. uh, in hip hop. Yeah, because before it was all about being smooth and like uh, again, like before then was, were like the Dr. Dre's and the uh, Snoop Dogs and and yeah. you know, well, B. even I. G. Right, right in the middle of of uh, DMX's reign is Jay Z's right there. Right, you know. Doing so, exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. just being the the smooth player, the the millionaire, the you know, he's he's every song sounds like he's whispering in a girl's ear. <laughs> right, like there's no right to suddenly like music you need to lift weights to. Yeah, you know, like that. I I remember that like that's crystallized in my mind that time period and and those songs and uh, really that three album run was like just it, and I remember. <laughs> too with all like the the Rough Riders compilations and things like that, like just being excited whenever I heard DMX. Yeah, you know, like yeah. just a, a level. And even if he's just being featured somewhere, just knowing he was going to bring it every single time. Yeah, there's never. I, I can't think of a, a single moment where DMX, even if I don't like the song necessarily, I can't point to one where I'm like, I didn't really do it on that one. <laughs> no, he didn't really, you know, do his bet. He didn't try his best on that one. Yeah, you know. Now X brought it. Yeah, every time. And even when he go, he, you know, he went away for a couple of years and then he came back and, uh, you know, it wasn't obviously what it was when he was out in like the late nineties, mm-hmm. but some of his like, you know, early millennium stuff, like 2005, 2006 ish. Um, uh, I think it was called year of the X. Um, uh, that shit. Uh, what, what was the big song? X gonna give it to you. I mean, come on, dude. Of course, come on. <laughs> of course, that's a fucking massive song. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, it it's it's um, it's it. You don't want to hear it about somebody like this. Yeah. You you always feel like he's gonna pull through. He's one of those dudes that like like I said before it it he it, this happens to him a lot. This seems like a recurring story and. He's got a ton of demons that aren't, you know, any mystery. Like, yeah, he's been pretty open about his mental health struggles, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously his his uh, abusive background and kind of why he struggled his entire life. So those are the kind of people you really root for to right. to really hold themselves together. But obviously, it's 
it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that that we're so I, I think especially now we're so jaded and so cynical that when you see somebody struggling with something like this, it's easy to just be like, ah, fuck them. Yeah. They're not they're, they're you know, you can't you can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. And it's like, yeah, definitely. That's that's true. But you can always just be positive. There's no reason. There's never a reason to just wash your hands of somebody who's going through something like this. True. Because what good does it do anyone? <clears throat> I mean, if you I mean, if you feel like even if you feel like you can't watch that person struggle anymore, you still don't need to be a negative force. Right. You don't have to root against them. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to vilify them and, you know, make them seem subhuman or something, you know, like. And it feels it feels like especially with entertainers or any kind of famous person, when you see them struggling with something like this, it's easy for us to look at them and be like, see, they're not so fucking tough. They're not. They're they're just like they're just regular people, right? And you know, you you think you're better than me. Look at you struggling with, right, with right. And it's like, eh, you know, it it reminds me of how people were with Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. I remember that pretty, um, pretty viscerally, like how people were when she was going through her stuff, and every time that she would relapse, you know, it felt like she lost more and more people who were just like, I can't, I give up. Mm-hmm. She's never gonna. She's never gonna help herself, and it's like that's just not the right call, right? And then when she passed, everyone was like, "Eh, you know, it's just See? one of those things." Of course, told you. Know? Ya. And it's like, oh, cool. You were the only person on planet Earth who was like, "If you do drugs, you might die." Right. Yeah, right. You made a good call there, buddy. You know. Yup. So, uh, obviously, we're 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 rooting for him. We hope that he pulls through. And we hope that, you know, this is the last time something like this happens and he can have a long life with his kids mm-hmm. being happy and being able to tell the story in his fucking 80s on some podcast. <laughs> right. You know, when you're like, so how long you been sober? Oh, it's been about uh, 30 years. Mr. X, uh, we're going to need you to say words. Calm down, sir. <laughs> Just so excited. Uh, so, yeah. By the time this comes out, hopefully <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah. Hopefully he pulls through. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Well wishes, sir. For rooting for you. For sure. All right. I think that's all I got. That's it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we can finish this show, we have to review this brewski. So for tonight, we did the Baron Toter. German sour goze bock. Goza. 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 Uh Adam, what did you think of this beer? Well, I liked it. Oh, did you now? <laughs> I actually liked it. Wow. I know, I know. We're not big goza people around here. We're goza. not big sour folks around here. We're far more bitter, generally, or sweet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this one was uh, really mellow in a way. It uh, it blended its sourness well with a, a bit of a sweetness that countered it before it would get too extreme. Mm. It it didn't make me pucker in any way. It was just very smooth and yeah. uh, tasty. 
I don't mean to say it was it was bland in any way. It's it was very flavorful, but at the same time, it didn't go over and uh, you know choke me with salty uh, sourness that some grosses <laughs> do. Right. Um, it didn't taste like the sea. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> yeah. I mean, all that being said, uh, would I reach for this one first ever again? No. Uh, but if I'm ever in the mood for something a little different, you know, I I consider it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Fuck, Ugh, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Also, I'm sorry. I want our our scores to be different, but I agree with you. Sorry. I mean, they the I will say that I got the notes that they wanted us to get. Um, but it's a hard adjustment, man. Trying to appreciate something that's so far off from 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 what mm-hmm. we've done in the past. I uh I was. I was at Tactical getting that other beer that we'll do at some point. And this guy comes in and he says, the the bartender's asking him, you know, so so what what kind of beer are you into? What what kind of stuff are you drinking? And he goes he goes, "Ah, you know, I'm a I like uh I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a bitter guy, you know. I like uh like IPAs. Yeah, but what kind of beer do you like? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, I like, uh, like, I like uh, IPAs, you know. And it's like, dude, you and every fucking else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at this point, especially IPAs have become just so. I mean, it. it you're. I, I am. I'm not a beer snob by any means. I don't know anything, but I do know that you have to. You have to expand your palate a little bit. You yeah. can't walk into a craft beer bar and be like. I like IPAs, so yeah. do with that information what you will. Yeah, you know but what I'm I, saying. I do think I do think a lot of breweries are built for that, though. A lot of them are like we know IPAs are the craft beer guy beer. Yeah, so we'll have a house IPA for you to have, even that's, if they're not into it. That's good. There, breweries should just have a house IPA, mm-hmm. like a ho- like a house salad or something. Yeah. They should house just wine. have a house IPA. Yeah. Uh, because, and, and I'm not judging those people who, who, who are not well versed in craft beer. I'm not telling them to not, you know, to not come in and say some shit like that. It's just like, dude, at this point, that would be like walking into a bar and just being like, I like beer, pick one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like be a little bit more specific yeah. is all I'm saying. Okay. So I say that to say like, this is us going outside of what we're doing and it's a hard adjustment sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm still at a point where if if I'm hanging out, if we're just at a bar somewhere, I'm not getting a goze. I'm just not. I'm not a goze. A goze. A goze. I'm not doing it. <clears throat> but maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe one day. We're working on it. I think this was a step in the right direction. Yeah. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. It's good that we did it. I guess. Yeah. All right. <sighs> think we got it? I think we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. A four and a half unanimously between myself and... And Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, buddy. This has been the One Baron Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe. Everywhere podcasts are sold and listened to. And always, always, always have a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>